What the frick is up, my beautiful little wrestlers? Thank you so much for tuning back in to another episode. You guys, I'm going to try to get through this one without screaming, crying, throwing up. I have been absolutely dying to bring you this episode since I started this podcast because it is the theme of my freaking life. It's a lesson that I've struggled with since I can really remember. We're talking about detaching your security and fulfillment to literally anything that can be taken from you. So we're talking detaching from other people, from validation, from the roles that we play, from wealth, from likes and social media, achievement, productivity, everything. The art of detachment is a way to level up your life. It's really, in my opinion, the lesson that we will all continually struggle to master throughout our lives because as we'll talk about today, our psychology is gunning for us to assign meaning and assign roles and to attach our identity to something that gives us significance. The ego, the part of our brain that wants us to to matter and to mean something and to have that identity, it craves attachment naturally to all of these things. And We're going to talk about why we attach and what happens when we attach and how we can detach and what happens when we detach, how that will really change our lives in a radically amazing way. Really, life is about riding the wave, baby, and detaching from outcomes and roles and identities and how when we do attach to those identities and those roles give our power away and we make our self-worth extrinsically motivated. I don't even know if I said that right, but we basically take our power and we put it into the hands of other people or other things or outcomes that we can't control. And it sets us up for a big fat pile of failure. You guys, I'm so freaking excited to bring you this topic today. So I'm going to need you to put your thinking cap on. We're going to get really deep into some psychology and science of why we are the way we are. And I have some great resources to plug you onto to kind of help you detach your identity from things that maybe you have held on to. And I'm going to tell you about my story and the ways that I've really struggled with this. It's really been a theme throughout my life. So buckle the frick up, listen up, take some notes if you want to. Just really, really prepare yourself for your mind to be blown because this is some deep shit that we're going to talk about, but it's also, it's incredible. It's it's changed my life being able to try on this mentality and I really hope that it will do the same for you. You guys already know that I'm going to start off this episode with a quote. I got a quote for you by John B. Bejo or Bejo. I never know how to say the J's. It's B-E-J-O, Bejo, Bejo, something like that. So John said, detachment is the art of enjoying something while always being open to the possibility of losing it someday. Wow, John, that's profound as shit. Detachment is the art of enjoying something while always being open to the possibility of losing it. There's no better way to sum up what detachment is. And let me be clear about something here because I think there is a very common misconception that when you detach, that you don't care, that you stop having your emotions and that you turn off your emotions towards something or someone. And that's not true. It is actually in my opinion, and from all the research that I've done in psychology, 
Detachment is about being able to sit in really shitty, tough emotions when you don't get the outcome that you want, or you don't get the person that you want, or you don't feel the way that you want to feel, and your expectation is let down, that you're willing to sit in that emotion and feel it and let it pass through you so that when you get on the other side of it, you can accept what is, you know, like you're just literally riding the wave. You're accepting all outcomes, you're accepting all emotions, and you're not trying so hard to dictate and control the flow of life. Let me read you another little quote by Teal Swan that kind of summarizes and more eloquently states what I just said. Teal Swan said, detachment does not mean to remove oneself from the experience and not let it impact you. Quite the opposite. It means to let the experience penetrate you completely. If you try to avoid going all the way through the emotions of experience, you will never actually be detached. To become detached means to dive into the experience and the depths of the emotion so far that you drop out the other side with full understanding. It is that very understanding you come out with that enables you to say, now that I fully know, I can let go. That is detachment. Wow. And that's a very crazy concept to wrap our heads around. Like this is a very abstract concept and it can be very confusing and very hard to fully understand what this means. So let's freaking talk about it, you guys. We are living in a broken world that assigns meaning to everything. Think about it. We are in a man-made world where we have words for everything and we have labels for other people and other things. And we do this because we're trying to understand what the frick is happening. We are born into this crazy world. We pop out the womb and we have to immediately make sense of what's happening around us because we want to survive. Our instinct is wired for survival. So let's get into some psychology here to really understand why we are the way we are and why we try to attach our identity to so many things. So I'm going to take you back to psychology class once again. You already know that I do that a lot on this platform in this podcast. Uh, For background, I minored in psychology in college and just have always had a love for understanding why the mind works, why I behave the way that I do and why the people around me behave the way that they do and to really understand why attachment is such a problem and an issue for so many of us, we really need to dig into the brain and psychology and to understand how we got here. So if you guys have ever heard of Sigmund Freud, he was a very, very popular uh, psychologist. And he also has a lot of controversial ideas. But one of his most popular theories is the theory of id, ego, and superego. And I'm going to try to not get too in-depth with this, but explain it enough that it makes sense for what we're going to talk about today. So basically, the id is the pleasure center of our brain, or I guess it's more of a concept. It's the idea that when we pop out the womb, we are immediately selfish beings and we crave pleasure and satisfaction. So the id is the concept of our brain that craves sex and our hunger and thirst to be quenched. And, you know, we're screaming, crying as babies because we don't want to be hungry. We don't want to be tired. You know, it's trying to give our our bodies the things that we need. It's the brain indicating us that we have some sort of need or desire that needs to be satisfied. When we're babies, the only part of our brain that we really have is that id. It is the driving instinct that keeps us alive and gives us what we want. 
later in life, we develop the ego and the superego. Basically, the superego first is a concept that we basically get from societal expectations, that we should have a sense of morality, that there's a correct way to show up and behave and exist in this world in a way that pleases everybody and keeps us out of harm's way. So it's kind of battling with the id at all times of the id is inherently selfish and wants pleasure, whereas the superego is like, okay, you want all these things, but if we just grant you all those things, we don't keep ourselves safe in society anymore. We risk upsetting other people or being an acceptable member of society. So it's still helping us to survive, but in the context of the world that we live in today. So id is internal, superego is external. And then we have our ego, which kind of acts as like the moderator in between the two. So it's kind of like the negotiator, like how can I get what I want while also abiding by society's rules and expectations? So a really good example of this would be the id is like, I really want an expensive designer handbag. I want to be up with the latest fashion. Like it will make me feel so good. I want that handbag. Whereas the superego is like, dude, you have like $10 in your bank account, you idiot. It's not practical. We're not going to we're not going to do that. And then the ego, the mediator is always going to be looking for a way to negotiate those two conflicting parts of your brain. So the ego is going to say, "You know what? We're going to come up with a plan where we're going to save money over the next 6 months. We're going to put aside $100 every month for the next 6 months." And if we get to the end of that six months and you still want the designer handbag, we'll have enough saved. So it's now practical and it's not putting you in a shitty position to have that pleasure satisfied. So the ego is always looking for a way to mediate between the two. The way that our brain functions in this way, it literally explains the dilemma that we all have as human beings. It explains why we are constantly battling with ourselves, right? We have these pleasures and then we also recognize that if we just give ourselves those pleasures and if we just constantly cater to the id, we then are no longer safe in our external environment. We recognize that that can set us back in many ways. We recognize that that can get us into conflict, that that doesn't necessarily get us to where we want to be in life. So this ego that's mediating in between is really where I think a lot of us find ourselves, right? We find ourselves trying to figure out where we belong in this world and how we can have what we want and feel the way that we want to feel and still function in such a broken world where there's expectations and morality and society. I hope that makes sense. I hope I explained this well. I kind of brushed up on my psychology uh, knowledge this morning before recording this episode using a Simply Psychology article that breaks down id, ego, and superego. And if you want to know more about this, I will link that article in the show notes. Okay, so that is the layout of the brain. That is the war that is raging within us all the time. And so to satisfy that war that's happening or to kind of like resolve that conflict, that inner conflict, we are now in a world where we are trying to make sense of everything around us. We're assigning meaning to everything. And we all have these little mental shortcuts that society and, and our own experiences in the world tell us what gives us significance, what helps us have pleasure, what gives us that, that ego balance of I'm existing in the world in a morally good way, 
that fits in and keeps me safe while also satisfying my pleasure. We find this in in doing things that give us a sense of meaning and a sense of identity and belonging in the world. So that could be in our jobs, in the roles that we play, whether that's being a mother or a father or a wife or a husband or a friend. It could be in our romantic relationships. How much is this person making me feel like I am worthy, that I matter? It could be in our validation, what other people think of us. How much are people telling me that I'm great? We could place our identity and our sense of self and our worth in those things. We could place it in social media. How many likes am I getting? How many comments am I getting? Again, how much are people telling me that I'm great? Same thing with our popularity. How many friends do I have? How much achievement do I have? Like, am I, am I moving up in the ranks at work? Did I get a five out of five in my job review? Did I get an A on my assignment? We also attach it to our possessions. How much cool stuff do I have? How much stuff do I have around me that reinforces the idea that I'm making it or that I'm safe or that I have everything that I need to survive? We could also attach it to our productivity. How much am I getting done? How much, how much am I crossing off my to-do list today? We could be attaching it to our wealth. How much money am I making? How much currency do I have? Basically, when we look at all these things, we attach the ability to function and survive and almost like a a hierarchy of how good we are in relation to other people. And the issue with this is that everything that I just listed literally could be taken from us at any point in time. Your girlfriend or your boyfriend could break up with you tomorrow. The job that you love so much could lay you off or fire you tomorrow. Instagram and the internet and social media and the technological world as we know it could be unplugged and we could be all off the grid tomorrow. Achievement. You could lose your ability to achieve the things that you're achieving. Like you could get hit by a car and lose functioning in your brain tomorrow and then you're bedridden and you can't show up at your job and do the things that you want to accomplish the next day. Sorry, that was kind of morbid. I hope that happens to nobody. But like, realistically, all of these things that I listed could be pulled out from underneath you at any point in time. And then what happens? Your world as you know it comes crashing down. Your significance in life, the things that give you meaning, the things that you think make you great or you think make you worthy are gone. And so what are you left with? All you're left with is your physical being, yourself, your soul, your sense of self. And if you have attached it to all of these things, I guarantee that it's going to be in the gutter once all of these things go away. You guys, I can only say this because I have lived this reality. I feel annoying saying it again because I know that I've brought it up in a lot of my episodes, but I have been someone who my entire life, I guess probably high school, maybe middle school would be the, the time that I really became aware that I was doing this, but I've always attached my worth and my self-perception and my happiness in my joy on my ability to perform, on my ability to be great, on my ability to receive validation from other people telling me and reinforcing that idea that I am achieving and I am doing and I am being productive and winning, blah, 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 blah. In my life growing up, I was the standout athlete. I was a soccer star. I was a track star. I was breaking records and winning medals and trophies and winning titles and climbing and achieving so much starting in middle school and high school 
that people were always like, she's that girl, she's killing it. Like our expectations for her are so high. There's nothing she can't do. And I had people speaking this over me. And again, all these people are coming from a great place. They're coming from a place of encouragement. They're supporting me. They're being my, you know, my my champions, my biggest supporters. And I appreciate that so much. But what I didn't even realize at the time and what I know nobody else realized is that that was subconsciously building a belief system within me that I was only great as long as I could continue to perform, as long as the numbers were there, as long as the records were continuing to be broken, as long as I was scoring goals, as long as I was achieving in the classroom. You know, this continued on to college for me. Like I I get to college, I'm playing college soccer. I have four internships during college. I'm building the shit out of my career. I'm doing literally everything that I can to rack up these accolades and these awards. And for someone to look at me and say, she's a high achiever, I was doing literally all of it. And that's because like, I am building my belief system on the fact that I'm only good enough and I'm only worthy as long as I continue to achieve and perform. And you see this so much in our world today. Like I know I am not even close to being the only person who has done this. I know my athletes can relate to this. Same with high academic achievers. You're constantly waiting for that next A or that next goal or that next win or whatever it is. You're waiting for that next thing to reaffirm the idea that you're great. And then the moment that you're not getting that anymore, like once I got to the college level of soccer, once I was as good as or not as good as everyone else that was there and there were other people outperforming me, You know, once I got laid off from my very first job out of school and that identity was stripped away from me of being a badass businesswoman, once these things come come crumbling down, you don't have them anymore to attach your identity to at all. You're literally looking around you and you're like, who am I? What makes me great? Like, where do I get my worth? Where do I get my sense of purpose? You know, if I'm not an athlete anymore, if I'm not a badass businesswoman anymore, if I don't have these things or these measurements or these numbers that I can point to and be like, that gives me worth, you're like, well, what's what's left? You guys, I didn't know the answer to this question like three years ago. That is the dilemma that I found myself in. I didn't even know where to look. And Really, the turning point for me was a sermon series that I heard at my my church. Um, I will plug this in the show notes, but it is a series called Become by Pastor Greg Ford, who is with One Church. And I started listening to this sermon series online in the middle of the pandemic, you know, after I had gotten out of a long-term relationship. This was one of the many breaks that my six-year relationship had. I was no longer dating that person. I had been laid off. I was no longer a college athlete. And honestly, I felt like I had hit rock bottom. And I start listening to this sermon series online called Become Through One Church. And the whole topic of the sermon series was how to not attach your security and fulfillment to anything that can be taken from you. And this was a concept that I had literally never heard of in my life. It was completely new. It was the first time that I had ever heard of the dangers of attaching your worth to other things. And it hit me like a freaking bus, okay? I, I just remember sitting and soaking up every single word of this series as Greg was talking. And he explained exactly what I had gone through, how so many of us, we put all of our sense of self and all of our worth and all of these external things that could be swept away at any point in time. 
And then we're left with nothing. We're left questioning who we are. We're left questioning where we go from here. I'm going to link this entire sermon series in the show notes because it is so powerful. I highly recommend you go listen to it. Even if you're not a Christian, you can take his words and what he's saying and apply it to your life, even if you don't believe in God. But even like as he boiled it down, you know, he starts answering these questions like, okay, like if we can't put our security and our fulfillment in anything into our achievement, into other people, into our roles that we play, into our productivity, wealth, whatever it is, if we can't attach our identity to those things, then what gives our life meaning? What is it that does give us meaning, that does give us purpose, that does give us a sense of self? And from the Christian perspective, he's saying it's God. It's God who gives us any sense of purpose. And so God is saying, you are inherently worthy. And I have created you completely enough and completely worthy in your own genetic makeup, just as you are. And this confusion that the id and the ego and the superego are constantly in, this battle that you are constantly in, that is a result of the broken, fallen world. That wasn't what I had planned for you. I love you. You're enough. You don't have to do anything to earn my love. You are just inherently worthy. And even if you don't believe in God, this is still true. Like there is nothing that you have to do to earn love or to have a sense of worthiness in this world. Like you are enough just by being you, just by being a beautiful, wonderful, genuine human being and coming into this world and existing, you are enough. And I just need you to know that there's nothing that you need to do to earn that. There's nothing that you have to do to prove that. There is almost an ego death in that way where you can accept any outcome as it comes because you're no longer depending on someone's validation or someone's ability to show up for you or, you know, getting that job that you want or being a certain level of popularity or a certain level of achievement that you want to reach. You're no longer placing your worth as a, as a dependent outcome of those things going well for you. Seriously, check out that sermon, okay? So when we can just look at ourselves, you know, and we can say, I am worthy, I am inherently worthy without all of these other external things reinforcing that idea that I am, guess what happens? We are not so affected when things don't go our way. We're not so affected anymore and we're not so down on ourselves when we don't get the job we want, we don't get the relationship that we want. We don't feel validated in the way we want. We don't get what we like maybe hoped we would get. And we don't put so much on those outcomes. That doesn't mean that we won't have emotions, right? That doesn't mean that maybe we'll never experience rejection again, or maybe we'll never feel disappointment, or we won't feel sad. Like we all know that emotions are part of the human experience, right? But we will be more willing to experience those emotions and not allow them to mean something about us as people when we do. It's that quote by Teal Swan that I said earlier. We will be willing to sit in that emotion as it comes. We will be willing to experience it without assigning meaning to our worth. We know that even in, even in a low moment, even when you know, externally things aren't going well, even when all around us is chaos and confusion and things aren't working out the way we want them to, we will be able to sit in that and know 
that that says nothing about who we are as people, that that says nothing about our significance, that that says nothing about our worthiness and our identity and who we are. And how freeing is that to completely detach yourself from external factors and what they say about you? That's called freaking freedom, baby. That just allows you to ride the wave, to be okay with any outcome, to be okay and just kind of experience life rather than so desperately trying to control it. You guys, I still am struggling with this to this day, okay? I think this is a battle that a lot of us will experience throughout our entire lives. And I don't think this is a flip of the switch that you can embrace this mentality and then you no longer have that tendency to attach. I think it's a reminder that we constantly have to give ourselves. I think it's a lesson in a battle that we will constantly have to wrestle with and fight because of our psyche, because of our id, our ego, and our superego. We're constantly going to be battling to satisfy those two different parts of our brains, right? But when you can slow yourself down and stop yourself in these moments when you're spiraling, because everything's out of your control, it really does give you a sense of peace that cannot be taken from you. I'm also going to plug another creator and thought leader who I just respect the shit out of. And every time I see one of his videos, like it just really makes me think differently about how I'm showing up in life. His name is Julian Blanc at Julian himself on Instagram. And he is basically a vulnerability coach is what I'd call him. He had this video the other day that popped up on my feed and I almost like fell out of my chair watching it. He had this concept of life being a video game and how a lot of us think that we're the character in the video game rather than the player who's playing that character. This is going to blow your mind, okay? He was saying when you can zoom out your lens from situations as a third-party observer, as in you're the player playing that character in life, you become less detached to what is happening in the game because you know that no matter what happens in the game, you're going to have another life, right? You're going to be able to bounce back from whatever happens and you're going to continue playing the game. And really, when you can embrace that role of player rather than character and you can observe yourself and observe what's happening in your life from a zoomed out lens where you know that what's happening in the game says nothing about you as the player outside of the game and you know that you're just trying to do your best and you're just trying to play the game and you're just trying to win and work towards the things that you want but you're not attached to those outcomes to tell you that you're worthy holy shit when you can do that you are so detached from everything that happens in the game and it's not affecting you it's not affecting your sense of self it's not affecting your worth holy shit that's still like gives me it gives me chills thinking about that because it's such a great way to describe how truly free we can be when we detach ourselves from the external completely. You guys, my prayer for you and my hope for you is that in listening to this episode, you start thinking differently about what gives your life meaning, your relationship, your job, your sense of self as you know it could be stripped from you at any point in time. So the more that you put your sense of worth into those things, the more at risk you put yourself for your confidence, your happiness, your joy, your peace to come crumbling down because literally anything can happen at any point. And this this is a, a really great reference in the Bible that I come back to often. If you build your house upon the sand, right? 
When the storm comes, it will come crashing down. Think of all of these external things as sand. All of these things could be pulled out from underneath you at any time. But when you build your house upon the rock, upon that that notion, that thought, that concept that you are worthy regardless of your external. When you do that, you are unshakable, baby. Nothing can rock you. Nothing can shake you because you know that what happens externally says nothing about you. Okay. I really hope this gave you some food for thought. My name is Emma Led. If you're new here, I'm sorry. I need to be better about introducing myself. And this was another episode of the Wrestling With Life podcast. I created this space because I got to a really low point in my life where I didn't know if I'd ever be okay again, to be honest with you. I'm going to try not to cry. I'm getting really emotional. I don't know why. But the whole reason that I'm here and talking to you is because I know what it feels like to hate myself. I know what it feels like to think that I'm not good enough, to think that my external says something about me as a person. And I still have to remind myself of this, but largely I have improved so much in knowing that my ability to perform does not give me worth. And it doesn't give you worth either. Your ability to be anything externally says nothing about who you are. And I really pray that that is what you take away from today. You guys can give me a follow at Wrestling With Life Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Please leave me a review on whatever platform you listen on that helps the podcast come up and search more, helps it reach more ears. I can't thank you enough for every single person who has taken the time to send me a message and share their story and open up about what's going on in your life and the things that you're struggling with. It really helps me every time that I realize I'm not alone and that other people need to be reminded of these life lessons. So I really appreciate everyone who has taken the time to share and leave a review and message me. Your guys' support literally means the world. It it means so much. Let's get out there, you guys. Let's grab life by the freaking balls. Let's RKO the shit out of life. And that's all I got for you guys today. Take care. Over and out. <laughs>